So today I have the pleasure of welcoming a very special guest called Justine. Justine is a French and Greek creative manager at a company called Bra House, and interdisciplinary artist based in both Paris and New York. She focuses mainly on creating content for positive impact and she has actually conducted a project about all about um, dyslexia and helping people with dyslexia. So we're going to be talking all about that. Um, so yeah, guys, that's it. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. So hi, Justine. Hi again. Hi, India. <laughs> um, thank you for, for being on here with me again today. Um, so I want to know about your, your dyslexia story. When were you diagnosed? What's your, what's your story? Um, so my story started maybe when I was um, seven, eight, um, and I was diagnosed um, when in primary school when you first start like um, getting like actual sentences and actual like reading text. Um, so at that moment, uh, my teacher asked my like told my mom like I think there's a problem with Justine because she's like you know um, slower at reading and she's confusing um, the walls like the words together. Um, and then, but when I was like, much younger than that, they actually wanted to get me, um, like to go a grade upper because I had like this very logistic, like things, you know, when you're a kid and you just need to put stuff next to each other. Mm-mm. Um, and then, yeah, at that moment and I started to go and see some doctors, uh, for dyslexia. And so starting from there, it was like weekly, like two times a week, I used to go and see an orthophonist. Um, and then, yeah, when I was um, 15, 14, 15, I was sent to boarding school in England because um, the French system was clearly not adapted uh, for me. I was like a very naughty kid and I had like bad grade. Um, so it was really not like a good moment and a good uh, education system for myself. Um, and then when I went to England, um, I had like a lot of help from the English system and very everyone was very accepting um, the fact that I was dyslexic and I was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the age of 17, I was kind of like, fuck that shit. Like, why do I need to make so much more effort than everyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, why can I just not be myself and like let the people uh, make a little tiny effort to start in understanding me? And um, yeah, and then I was accepted in a very good school in New York. So I moved to New York where there as well. Um, it was very accepting um, my difference and my handicap of being dyslexic. And then I created a business in 2018. And at that moment, I decided to write a letter to the French president um, explaining him a bit how I felt um, being dyslexic in the French system and how the English system really helped me out to trust myself and to really see that I was um, good at other stuff than like uh, geography, French and history or whatsoever I was learning before. Um, because in England, I was able to do photography, media, business and really like expand into different subjects that was really interesting for me. Um, and then, yeah, so in my letter, I proposed like a solution uh, of like um, a stamp. Um, and then without like he never responded to me. So I decided to take the initiative and create that stamp. Um, so I created a stamp like three years ago, two years ago, uh, which is called Certified Dyslexic, uh, which I'm applying on all of my email signatures um, to let the people know that I'm dyslexic. And then if there is or not some spelling mistake, then, you know, it's because I'm dyslexic. Um, and now, yeah. Wow. 
That's um that's amazing. I'm just gonna rewind there quickly, just back to um to to those school years. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd like to know how would you describe your your school years? Do you were, were you happy at school, or would you say it was difficult, um, or would you say for example, that you were happier when you went to to the English system and you started doing slightly more creative, slightly more creative subjects and becoming slightly more accepted. Do you feel that your time at the sort of French school when you were um, slightly younger, do you feel that that was not an enjoyable time? Did you did you have a tough time at school? I I would not say I had, like I had a tough time uh, with like the learning and the teaching, uh, but I was a very problematic and like you know um I was always constantly doing some um naughty stuff so that was kind of fun um in a way so it was very so I enjoyed my school years I liked your school years yeah yeah you enjoyed kind of being the rebel exactly that, that rebel student right okay that's interesting it's actually quite refreshing to get um an honest answer like that because a lot of people I think kind of feel like they have to say like oh I was a terrible child you know, like, yeah, so but like, if you were a bad child, you recognize it. That's it's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, and I think I was, yeah, I was a very um, terrible child, and I always had like trouble. So like with the grades and the like, the attitudes. My parents was always telling me like, you can't have both. Like you need to pick mm. one. And then so at home, at home was really not fun. It was very like always been, being lied out, like constantly having issues with my parents. Mm. Um, so I think that as well, like made them like want to get out of home and go to boarding school. Um, but I was always like, you know, telling my dad, like, I know I'm going to succeed. I just don't know how and when. But like I can see myself being different in a very good way comparing to my my peers at school. Um, and it's not because I'm being naughty right now that, you know, I'm enjoying being naughty. It was like always fun. And it was, I think it built myself like a, a character. So like who I am today is because of all of those years of like fucking around in a way. Mm-mm. And um, so did you, did you like boarding school? It's quite funny. Most, most people, you know, most, pe- most parents say like, oh, if you behave badly, I'll send you to boarding school. And actually a lot of people quite like boarding school I mean I I've spoken to a lot of people that loved their time at boarding school sort of that wasn't a punishment for them it was kind of um you know it was sort of a holiday really yeah so I did like three different boarding school the first one was very kind of difficult because I was already like kind of smoking drinking and I was there with one of my French friends as well and we had this like uniform and it was very very strict um, so it was kind of like in the moment, it was like very annoying to see like all of our friends like back home, like doing stuff. And like, we were just like stuck in this little town, like not able to do anything, but it was kind of fun. Cause you know, we were sneaking out to like yeah. go and smoke a cigarette and then like perfume ourselves to not smell. Um, and then, yeah, my second boarding school was like, you know, much, much, um, more freedom. It was like a pathway for university. So it was very right. different. Like a and then. Yeah, kind of. And then the last one I went to, um, I stayed there for two years. And then that was like really a community. Like same, it was like I was older a bit than the girls in my house. So I was like very frustrated to like, you know, with the smoking and the drinking and like, you know, just living uh, actual like teenager life. But it was so much fun to be like full with like a family, like all my house. And it was like I was head of house at some point. So I was really like getting into like the actual like boarding school life 
and like looking back to it it was just such a good time like I, I do not regret a minute of doing that and I've met some like wonderful people now that you know they're going to be my friends for life um so no I was I think like when I was there I was like this is so annoying like I want to go out and do stuff and then like but then you know it was life and I was like okay the you know, memories it's, are good you yeah memories are so good yeah the good memories that's amazing though that's it's brilliant I think to hear someone even though you do admit like because uh, we didn't mention but but you are ADHD and that kind of goes with the whole naughty child thing yeah um, but, and I think it's just really important to um to recognize that actually school didn't destroy your soul like it did for many dyslexic people I think that's mm. an amazing thing you didn't let you didn't let them get you down um, no so, yeah so that's amazing and then kind of going on to um to what you did um, for it, then you the writing a, a letter to the president and doing 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 the stump. Talk talk me through that a bit. So you wrote a letter because you were frustrated. Yeah, I was frustrated because I was like um, starting a business and I could really see like um, like in my A levels I had good grade. I had like a little scholarship to get to my university. I was one of the top like uh, I was on the dean's list at the university. So I was like okay, this is not okay that, like, for my entire childhood when I was in France, it really just put me down like I was a shitty person and I would never succeed in anything because I just didn't want to make an effort and no one was really understanding, like, it's not I don't want to make an effort, it's just it's so much more effort that I need to put in to make you feel that I'm normal. Um, and at that moment, I was like, it's not like... I was lucky enough to have parents, they were able to send me to boarding school, but I was thinking, like, what about this kid who, like his parents doesn't know he's dyslexic like he might not even know as well and then everyone is just letting him know that he's like shit and he's just gonna fail in everything he's doing and this guy could potentially be like a next like super like um talented or you know excellent in a job and like could revolutionize like the century and creating something wonderful but he's not able to because you know he's just gonna end up like doing a job that he doesn't want to do because no one really like trusted um, his like you know ability of working hard and being able to do stuff. So that was kind of the frustration I had and the the thoughts in my head. I was like I was lucky enough to get out of this and to be where I am today and have like super good grades and like you know be because now I was interesting and when I was learning. So I was like you know taking me like much longer than all my class to read like all the readings that we had in school but I was doing it because when I was reading it I was like interested in it when I was reading and learning um and then yeah the stamp was just like hey how can we show a person that this is a because it's an inv invisible handicap mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's not visible like no one can really know like when they look at me like oh she's dyslexic you know it doesn't sound it in my voice it's really just like with the writing or the reading. And I was like, how can I show someone who I sent an email to that? Because I was getting kind of frustrated as well to just like constantly ask people around me, like, can you correct my email for me? Can you please do this for me? And so I was really not independent. Like I was constantly asking someone for help. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it's really, really interesting um, and amazing. And it, it it's, it's worked. It took a little while, but it it worked, didn't it? It got um, it kind of got more exposure, and, and people started responding to your stamp and buying it, and and you got you got a response from it eventually, didn't you? 
Yeah, so I, because I was, um, I was using it and I had like um, response from like a few people. I work in uh, like, the, I work in advertising and in uh, art creation. So mm. a lot of people, like dis some dyslexic people are creative. So I had like a few respondents from people I was sending emails to being like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, like I went and checked the website. This is so nice. And then I was like, okay, we need to get this more out there. Like we need to get people aware of this and let them know um, that it exists and it can help people out. And that's when I start. I got um, one big media, French media, that um, did an interview of me. And then from there, it was just a snowball mm -hmm. of like a lot of people asking me for interview. And then it reached out to so many dyslexic who was very, um, like it was very touching because a lot of them like send me messages being like, oh my God, thank you. Like I thought I was alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that they're alone and that they, don't, they are the only one because a lot of people are ashamed of saying that they have an handicap for they being different. Um, so I'm like really standing by in the fact of like this is something positive that we should really like, you know, expose because we should be proud of being dyslexic and different. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, honestly, you're preaching to the choir over here. I mean, um, it's, uh, it's just a really amazing thing that you've done. And I, I, I think it's brilliant. And um, yeah, I think you should definitely be proud of yourself. And I, and I hear that I've had, um, in doing this podcast, I've had quite a few people message me. And it is, it is touching. And, and, and a lot of people messaging me think, saying the same thing, you know, saying, oh, you know, I thought I was alone. I'm not alone. Da, da, da. and it, um, yeah it's, it's really amazing to be able to facilitate that and to give a platform for people to share their experiences and mm -hmm. to not be shy and just accept it and also I think just spread awareness about the fact that there are so many positive things around dyslexia I feel like people focus so much on the fact that it's a disability um, and that it has so many disadvantages and we don't really focus on, on the advantages that, that having dyslexia can, can sort of bring um, so that's yeah. amazing. Where where can we buy your stamp? Just so anyone that's listening, if they're interested. So the stamp is actually free. Um, it's on um, at the website. It's called certifieddyslexic.com. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the stamp is like there's the stamp for all the discs. So like there's dyscalculus, like dyspraxy, um, and now as well there's all the stamps for all the European um, countries. So in each um, European country's languages, there's the stamp. Um, so there's around like, yeah, maybe like 50 stamps um, in English and French for all of them. And then uh, just certified dyslexic for the European countries. And then the stamp for um, student at school that goes and prints on the, on the paper is um, not free. You need to pay for it. And it's on the website as well. Okay, amazing. That is amazing. I just lastly, um, I just wanted to touch on quickly just on that comparison between the... Um, the sort of British and French education system, um, because obviously, as you know, I've sort of had my fair share of mixing in the two. And I feel like in a way we had quite similar experiences where we both got to sixth form and did quite creative stuff. Um, you know, for t I did I did art, photography and languages as well. Um, and I just wanted to ask, what do you what do you think the kind of reason the reasoning behind that is, do you think it's a cultural thing or do you think it's, um, I don't know, what do you, because I've, I've often asked myself that question and obviously I don't really have an answer, um, but 
what what would you say is kind of that that big difference between the French and and the English system, and and how comes the English system helped you more than the French one did? So I think the English system is um, they they know way more about dyslexic and how we can help dyslexic people. So I feel like they already find like they already know that you know it's not like. Like there is potential in dyslexic people, it's just the way you shape it that can really help that person. Um, and in the French system, like the teachers are really not educated in how can you accommodate like a class for someone that's dyslexic. And there's a, like there's a, as well like a big um, like French people are in a way like very judgmental. Mm -hmm. um, and as well, I feel like there's a big um, big thing about the writing and how you write French because there's so much history about like. The, the language itself so like a lot of people have like so much respect for like the writing then like how much everyone needs to know how to write perfectly like mm -hmm. good uh well like in england it's much more like like even the way the, the the education system is made like you make the decision of what class you want to take or not which mm -hmm. you know already gives you like a responsibility as an adult like hey i'm more interesting in this or i'm more interested in that and as well, like um, in France, like the um, the doctors was like outside of school when I when I was younger, it was not like uh, you needed to pay for it. Like the government was not paying you back. Uh, well, like in England, it was like in the school system, so it was not something that you know you would have take time outside of your school to go to. It was something that's like in blended into your class time, mm. where you'd be looking at the homework and how can you shape the homework differently for help like how can we help you basically it was really like how can we help you when like in France I felt it was more like how can you fit to this mm. you know how can you fit to the rest of the class and it's like I can't fit because I'm different mm. and so I feel like the yeah the English system is very like open into differences and accepting like accept accepting that accepting yeah 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 no that's um that's amazing and also just just one last question about um you, you said you went to uni in New York. Where did you go? I went in Parsons School of Design. Oh, wow. What did you study? Oh, because you were in the um, States. I studied, so, they, so you studied like a million different things, didn't you? No, I study uh, integrated design, which is um, how to integrate design into today's society to make it different. So actually the project Certified Dyslexic fits totally to right. that, like what I studied at university. So like inclusive of, like, design, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I focus more on uh, video and video projection and how, you know, we can make people think of subjects and things around uh, by looking at something artistic. Interesting, really interesting. And um, what kind of support did you get at, at your American university then with regards to the dyslexia? Do you feel like you were really well supported? In the state. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it was more like I was allowed to use my computer, but that as well as in England, I could do my exam in a, in a separate room than the rest of my classes mm -hmm. when we had like actual exam. Mm -hmm. um, everything that was artistic didn't really have like much support, which was completely fine because we didn't really need support. But everything that was like, you know, writing down, it was um, in a different room. We had extra time. Um, and like in England, we we had like even more than that. Like in England, you were sitting in a room, someone was like reading and writing the exam for myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's true. And in, in the UK, um, there is a huge amount of support, especially at university, actually, which obviously I never found out about any of this. Obviously, I'm finding out about out about it now. But um, 
Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Well, listen, I think you've pretty much answered, you've answered everything um, that I wanted to ask you. Um, I'm really, really glad we could do this again. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, thank you. So yeah, thank much. you, India, for everything you're doing, and you're to welcome. all the people that listen. Like, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, I, I and will gonna be, make it um, happen. Yeah, definitely, I will be. I will, I will be sharing your the links to your website and to the certified dyslexic thing just so people can have a look and see what's going on and see what what other people are doing about this. yeah so sounds good amazing all right then well thank, thank you, you so, so much. much you're welcome thank you so that is the end of our 13th episode um, I'd like to say a really special thank you to Justine for coming on the show. That was a really amazing talk. And I'm really happy just to be finding out more things about different people. I think it's just so amazing. Everyone is so different. And yet we share so many special things in common. So that's really great. So next week, guys, we are welcoming Jack, who is um, he's actually in my course at University at Leeds doing visual communications. And he is in my group crit and he said that he was dyslexic after I was talking about what I was doing. So that's really great. So I'm really excited to find out more about that. I'm really happy that he's accepted to come and be a guest. So yeah, that's it guys. So tune into that one. Thanks again. Bye.